Well, you guys, we have so much to talk about. So much to talk about. I mean, even before we get to this week's year, yeah, which is 1989, mm-hmm. hell of a year. The big one. Big one. We have a special report. Yes. From our on the ground pop culture correspondent. <laughs> is that his title? <laughs> yes, it is now. Yeah. It could change each time. Yeah. Uh, like the Daily Show, it'll change every time. Um, Heath Smith. Hi. It's also, I, we need to work in that it's like he's like the executive of Mariah Carey. Oh, yeah, yeah, oh, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Because you went to see Ms. Mariah Carey I did last just week. that. I did that. I did it. Yeah. And he, you said again that your tits had blown off. I did. They'd been blown. Yeah. Missouri has my tits. <laughs> officially. I don't think you're the only one. <laughs> But um, Keith, will you tell us about your experience? What, what it was top to bottom, everything. Um, I will. I will try to, but I don't know that I have uh, the grasp of the English language to convey. Oh boy! <laughs> wow. <laughs> okay. 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 Mm-hmm. Okay. Love it. So you know, it was it was the most important thing I've ever done. <laughs> I can tell you that. <laughs> uh huh. Bar none. Uh huh. Yep. yep. <laughs> this is my childbirth. This is what it was. That's fair. This is your Roman Empire. Everybody's uh-huh. talking about fucking yep. Roman Empire. There yep. you go. This yeah. is what it was. Okay. Yep. Is everyone talking about Apparently. Like that? Yeah. Uh-huh. No, yeah, it was, uh, you know, it was probably perfect. It was probably the right way to describe okay. it. Okay. You know, it was a nice, uh, nice 20,000 20, plus folks just all gathered around to hear Mimi belt out some Christmas tunes. <laughs> I loved it. Was it just Christmas tunes? Um, no, it was about an hour of Christmas music and then about 45 minutes of like, you know, Going through the hits, Ugh. and then we came back to That's some Christmas glorious. music, and then uh, yeah, then wrapped it up. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and it was yeah, people came dressed to impress. Oh. There were people. Uh, there's a gentleman in a head-to-toe red suit, Ooh. not not unlike Santa Claus, but more kind of a hip Santa Claus okay. type thing. Okay. Yeah, okay. Uh, yeah. There, were, everybody was looked good. Lots of glitter, lots of sequins, lots of sparkle. And what were you wearing? I was wearing a purple Nike sweatshirt. <laughs> <laughs> I bet you're like, listen, my clothes don't have to communicate uh-huh. yeah. my fandom. I'm not here to compete. <laughs> I like that. That's right. You were just like, I'm not performing no. my fandom. Yeah. This is real. Mm-hmm. If I die, I want to die comfortably. That's what I thought. Mm-hmm. Did you think there was a big chance you were going to die? I did. And I was okay. just like, and if it happens, I get it. It's, I, the universe yeah. is like, you've come here and accomplished what you needed to. And we don't, we don't need you around anymore. And I'd be like, all right. Yeah, sure. You peaked. Uh-huh. Yeah, yeah, uh-huh. yeah. No, but yeah, we were, so we're, you know, we're probably 30 yards from the stage. I got pretty good seats. Wow. Yeah, we were pretty wow. close. And there was a family in front of us, a family of four, mom and dad and two teenage girls who I was guessing were like maybe 14 and 16. And there was a DJ as the warm-up act, you know, that kept playing music and saying things like, point to heaven for Michael Jackson, and then would play like what? beat it and stuff like that. Like it was DJ Sus One, if anyone's familiar with that person. Oh my god! But it was, you know, and he was like, point, point up to the sky if you've been a lamb since 90. What? Because <laughs> those are Mariah's fans, the lambs. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. And he would just sort of shout these things at people to wave their hands in the air and point to the sky and like between songs. And he, you know, he did what he was there to do. He got everybody kind of going. Uh-huh. But the family in front of us, 
it was the dad and the two teen girls and then mom. And dad was having such a good time dancing. But the teen girls were like, nope. Mom, we're switching seats. You got to come over here because I need a buffer from this dude because he's having too much fun. I love that it was the dad uh-huh. the family. Yeah. 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 But then at the end of the show, I was so disappointed on his behalf because like he left before the big finale. Like I, we assumed to go get the car so they wouldn't have to wait in traffic to get out. And I'm like, what? Like this is like. This is like making love and then stopping before you finish. Like, why? <laughs> What's the point? This is the whole point. <laughs> also, such a gentleman calling uh-huh. it making love. Love, I know. That's what I was thinking. That was yeah. um, something that Michael said because I talked to mm-hmm. your husband on Friday who also went to the show with yes. you because I wanted to get his perspective. Yeah. And uh, I have a few notes that I'll <laughs> share. But one of them <laughs> oh, God. one of them was that uh, he, he was like, everybody knows what we're building towards. Right. Everyone knows what the final song is going to uh-huh. be, right? But he was like, you could look around the crowd and everyone was had that sort of Kristen Wiig, oh, my god energy like it just kept ramping up and ramping up and ra- like people knew it was coming but yet we're so like ready to be surprised and mm-hmm. that's what she closed the show with is that song yeah the song the song okay. yeah and the thing is is that there would have been some sort of technical difficulty like the power would have went out we would have tore that fucking place down <laughs> with our bare hands <laughs> <laughs> the T-Mobile Center would not be there only because of people's of their own flesh and blood would have just ripped that fucking place apart. <laughs> oh my god! Wow. Uh huh. I wonder if they consider that when they're booking right here. Like, yeah. yeah. Get a generator. <laughs> yeah. We need all of back up. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, I did at one point too. Like throughout the concert, as people were like would leave to go to the bathroom, like I was kind of not directly saying to people, I was like. I was just like, just piss your pants. Like, what are you doing? Like, you're going to miss something. Just piss your pants. That was one of the things Michael told me. He was like, yeah, Heath was counseling people. <laughs> you should have thought about pants. the bathroom before you started this. You should have gone dry all day. Yeah. They make adult diapers. Said, like, people were leaving to go to the bathroom, like, soon as the show was going to start. And you were right. appalled. It makes no sense. Yeah. Plan your life. Plan your life. <laughs> These are the people that five minutes in a road trip are like, can we pull over? I got to take a whiz. And it's like, no, no Shirley, what? we can't. <laughs> we just got going. God damn it, Shirley. <laughs> we're just at home. Wow. So you reported back, because we asked, you know, via text just mm-hmm. for a quick update, but mm-hmm. you reported back that you were hoarse. Mm-hmm, I was. I assume you were screaming your heart I out. I was. Okay. I did. I, uh, I wouldn't say note for note because my notes weren't right, but, you know, I got all the words out. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Yes. Did she play the whole Christmas album? She's got, well, she's got two and she oh. didn't play, she didn't play all of both of them, but she kind of played the highlights from, from both. Okay. So, okay. yeah. Mm-hmm. I just love it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It just, it honestly kind of helped me on Thanksgiving to think about how happy Heath was going to be. That he had his Friday coming. Yeah. It was, which yeah. was funny because he was superstitious and he wouldn't really talk about it. <laughs> right. Before right. that. Right. Yeah, I didn't want to yeah. mess anything up. Yeah, because you'd had an experience mm-hmm. where it was canceled, right? Yeah, we had yeah. tickets to see her in Chicago in I think 2018, 2017, and she got sick a few days ahead of time, yeah. so they canceled. And your life was destroyed. Mm-hmm. It was. It wasn't funny. It was sick and sad. But we went to Chicago anyway because we, you know, we're just like we'll just make a weekend in Chicago. Uh-huh. And we were walking by the Chicago Theater, which is where she was supposed to sing. 
maybe an hour or two before the concert would have started had it gone on, right? And there was a sign in the window explaining, you know, that it had been canceled. And there were a couple that showed up <laughs> that obviously didn't know that it had oh, been canceled. And they no. were just showing up for the concert. Oh. And it was a man and a woman. And she was real distraught. He was clearly relieved. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. Saved. And I was like, listen, dude, you better reel it in or you're going to have a few <laughs> bad hours ahead of you. You got to act like you're disappointed. Yeah. Yeah. Your lady yeah. is not going to. Uh, you're not going to be yeah. making love tonight nope. if you don't play it in. <laughs> yeah. Well, you're definitely not going to get to the end. <laughs> uh, well, you covered pretty much everything Michael had said, oh, but he did share it because I was sort of probing him on like, do you think Heath feels like he's in competition with other fans and that he's like the top fan? And Michael was like, no, it is pure. It is. He feels like he is Mariah's ambassador and he has to stand up for her. I will. He has to support her in every way by buying five copies of every CD. Yeah. He has to, you were legitimately trying to help those fans by saying, pee your pants. Uh huh. Yeah. You're going to regret this. You can piss whenever you want to the rest of your life. you got the rest of your life to piss. <laughs> Keep it together for now. Like that. So, yeah, we were talking about just this is such a, a pure, beautiful love that you have for Mariah. Mm-hmm. And I'm so glad you got to indulge that. A Thank little you. Bit. Mm-hmm. She's the reason for the season. Just the reason for the season. I like that. Yeah. I agree. Sorry, Jesus. It's been an update. <laughs> Michael did describe a few of her costume changes. Mm -hmm. He said at one point she came out in like a goddess gown and like a full-on god tiara, like a goddess tiara. A halo-like tiara. Yes, yes. and he was like, I mean, it it had been like Uh she replaced Jesus. And that crowd was responding (laughs) in that way. Yeah, just the outfits would have been phenomenal. Mm -hmm. Just to see. She did a couple of times refer to being in Kansas when we were, in fact, in Kansas City, Missouri. But we all just went with it. We're just like, yep, yeah, we're no, wherever you want us to be. Weird. That yeah. line is weird. Uh-huh. We don't yeah. know. Yeah. Yep, yep. Uh-huh. Oh, my gosh. Maybe she just didn't want to admit she was in Missouri. Maybe not. Uh, that could be. Yeah. yeah. I, I, could, I get that, too. Yeah. yeah. State of mind. Okay, oh. I'm going to awkwardly transition Please do. <laughs> to some other big news yeah. that I think that we should share on the podcast, which is that your book is available for pre-order. Yes. Now. Like, both, both I don't know them. what you're doing, people. You're listening. Yeah. That's great. Hit but pause. you should pause. Go pre-order them both. And go pre-order. You can get it anywhere. You can get it on Amazon, although that's not yeah. where I would recommend. Right. Mm-hmm. You can get it at bookshop.org. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. These are uh, two books, actually, that are on pre-order now. You can pre-order the other one, too? Uh-huh. uh-huh. Yeah. <laughs> I'll uh, I'll include some notes in the in the notes section yes. yeah. in case you you want to go on over there. And when do they both come out? Uh, the first one is May twenty first of next year. The second one is June fifth, within two oh weeks gosh. of each other. Oh my gosh! I didn't realize they were both available for pre order. I need to stop now. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. And what? Tell us the titles again. Yes. Tell the listeners the, the titles. The first one is Exile in Guyville. It is a short story collection. It was the winner of the 2022 BOA Edition Short Fiction Prize. That's right, winner. BOA, motherfucker. There's a a label that says I'm a winner on the (laughs) cover? Right on the book. On one of the best covers I've seen in a Uh long time. Uh uh A long time. Um, And then the the second book is called A Grotesque Animal, Mm. and it is a nonfiction book that talks about a lot of stuff, uh, mental health, Sexuality, autism, adult late d- diagnosed autism, family fuckery, all Ooh. sorts of stuff. Ooh. Yeah. Ooh. Fuckery of all sorts. Amazing. Yeah. So, you Feminism, know. Feminism, which I hear you're trying to get over. Yeah. <laughs> 
<laughs> you can do it. Just put your mind to it, Amy. Yeah. You'll get over it. You're right. It's just a 30-year-old phase. It's yeah. Fine. Yeah, 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 yeah. Also, one other thing we need to report on is we all three went to the Gay Men's Chorus event last night. We did. Which, so much news. Which your uh-huh. husband was performing in. Yes, yes. It was a beautiful event. It Our really friend was. Brett. Our friend Brett had a beautiful solo. Yes. Oh, my gosh. Amazing. Mm-hmm. We were at the Hoyt Sherman. We had quite a night. Mm-hmm. It was beautiful, honestly. Yes. What a great performance. And the sound, amazing. Mm-hmm. Yep. Mm-hmm. It was very well done. So many lovely gay men and women of all sorts yeah. of peoples and identities and everything. Mm-hmm. It was the Glorious. kind of holiday program I needed. Yes. Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And now we just got to get through the rest. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> just three weeks more. <laughs> yep. Three? It feels like 15. Yeah. <laughs> Every day in December feels like a year. Yeah, it kind of mm-hmm. feels like December is its own unmitigated gall, which yeah. maybe leads us to our unmitigated, unmitigated gall. gall. What do you yeah. think? Keith, do you want to kick us off with some gall? Um, or, or do you need some time in between recounting? Yeah, I want to give myself some okay. space. <laughs> Mine is Christmas related, <laughs> yeah. if that helps with the transition. Please do. Go for okay. it. My unmitigated gall this week is Christmas lights. Oh. <laughs> because I don't know what happened. Why are we, and maybe this is a phenomenon in my specific neighborhood, but why are we all paying professionals to put up our Christmas lights? What? Yeah. And they are done perfectly. But what I don't like about it is that it takes away from the DIYers who are just trying to Mm -hmm. put lights in a bush and call it a day. Yeah. And you got a house next to you that they're all perfectly spaced and every other one. And it just doesn't seem like it's fulfilling what I want it to. That's not Christmas because Christmas is more like National Lampoon's. Yes. Like, mm-hmm. yeah. Just yes. really failing hard. And what it has done is create a situation where on my block you have multiple houses that are like professionally done. So you feel like you're sort of going through a light show. And then you have like, why are there three different colors of green on that tree? <laughs> I don't understand. Or why are there 15 blow ups in that yard? And three different colors of lights on one post on their porch. And then next door to like a lighted thing that I think might go to a song because it moves. I mean, it's wild. That's, is there some sort of contest that they're vying for? I have no idea. Okay. But now these signs are up all over about <laughs> you can call and come get a quote and they'll do your Christmas Ew. lights. And like on one hand, I understand that it's probably best left to professionals in the terms of like we don't all need to be on our roofs breaking our backs. Yeah. Like. I'm. I understand. Fair that. enough. Mm-hmm. Like I fully. We don't do Christmas lights because it's not Mike's thing, and I fully endorse that because I'm not going to. I'm not getting on the ladder. Hell, you no. certainly don't have to get on the ladder. And heaven forbid that you like hurt yourself because for the rest of my life mm-hmm. I have to feel guilty about the fact that you did that while putting up Christmas mm-hmm. lights, yeah. which seems pointless. Yes. So I just feel like we're maybe missing something or. Something got taken Are we away. Missing the reason for the season. Yeah. Oh my goodness. Which is obviously well, Mariah Carey obviously. and the professional. I've got a solution for you. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> now, if it was a lighted show set to Mariah Carey, yes. done. Do yep. it. Love mm-hmm. it. I feel like because right around now is the time where everyone wants to give you the gospel, mm-hmm. and I feel like you should be going mm-hmm. around giving the gospel to Mariah. <laughs> I will be like, "Have you heard yeah. the news?" Yeah, I will come and turn your entire congregation. Just give me, a, <laughs> just give me a call. <laughs> I have encountered in through our business a couple items that you could maybe use for this gospel mm-hmm. spreading. One is it I beef sticks. <laughs> Mariah branded beef sticks? I'd buy them. Yeah. And then also, 
a business card that just said in large letters, Jesus is the reason for the season, and then a phone number, which was very <laughs> off-putting because I didn't know if I was calling Jesus right. or who. <laughs> but you could do that. And yeah. Just put a fake number. Don't put your yeah. number. I'll put Jesus' number. <laughs> yeah. I've also been given a disc that I didn't put into my computer because malware. Yeah. Uh-huh. But sure. I We saw the net. Uh-huh. Yeah, yeah, we, we saw the happens. net. Uh-huh. I know what I'm doing. That was supposedly had some sort of song and gospel on it to explain the reason for the season. But I like the idea of you out there with like bootleg CDs, with oh. just one song and be like, just listen uh-huh. and tell yep. me you're not converted. Yep. If yeah. this doesn't change your life, your life ain't worth changing. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we found the copy for the back. <laughs> and you, you'd be giving these away for free. You don't uh-huh. want to make money off of this. No. You are spreading the good uh-huh. news. No, I'm just Ambassador. Yes. Saving souls. Yep. Yeah. I'm making the world a better place. Uh, yes. One yeah. fan mm-hmm. at a time. Mm-hmm. That's real Christmas right That's now. That's yeah, get your Salvation Army bucket the hell out of here. I'm going to stand here and hand out these CDs now. <laughs> no, I'm picturing you like edging out. I'm, the bell guy. I'm picturing you volunteering, getting one of those, and be like, no, that, not putting any money uh-huh. in there. Yep. I'll just put a CD over the hole where you put the money in and be like, no, we don't need your money. You take this. Take this CD. Wow. So. It, would, it would definitely change the vibe around mm-hmm. this time. And I like that. I like that. I like a yeah. vibe change. Yeah. Yeah. Well, my unmitigated goal, I'm going to give you a little more time to you. You know, clear the air. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> my unmitigated goal is people at work who think things are urgent. The idea <laughs> of urgency. Uh-huh. So I, I'm getting, I'm talking about specific people. I'm also talking just metaphysically, okay? Because listen, if everything is urgent, then nothing is urgent. Exactly. Okay? <laughs> right. Yeah. Right. However, people don't understand this. No. And there have been times, because I work at a company that is global, multiple time zones, I'm sometimes getting IMs late on a Friday night, Mm-mm. Mm-mm. which I ignore. I will, I, I will I say that. So, yeah. um, I get urgent meetings that are not urgent, and I get people pissed off if I say no to those meetings. I get, uh, you know, just not respecting your schedule because, you know, whatever they are working on is the most urgent and the most important. <laughs> I don't know what that voice was, but it felt like it was urgent. It I felt like, like someone who felt that something. Was yes, I agree. Yeah. It was perfect. Yeah. And listen, I mean, we're all doing what we have to mm-hmm. to make money. Okay, let's just <laughs> let's just be honest. Yeah. That's what we're doing at work. We are doing what we have to to make money. So why are you acting like everyone else has to cater to you? Because we're all in the same boat, people. We're yeah. all in the same boat, just trying to survive. Okay, mm-hmm. and urgency is not real, and you need to calm the fuck down. Those people remind me of people that would shove someone out of the way yes. to yeah. get on a lifeboat. Uh-huh. <laughs> yep. Mm-hmm. Yes. And they would not make room for Leo on that door. Which Hell clearly no. there was room for him on that door. Yes. Yeah. Agreed. Obviously. Yeah. 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 Or headboard or whatever it was. Yeah. Yeah. Whatever that uh-huh. plank thing. Uh-huh. That plank. Yeah. yeah. I will also say this that people, you know, if you're not like a freaked out dick about ASAP, ASAP, ASAP. Yeah. Like, people are going to yeah. be more likely to help you. If Absolutely. you just say, like, hey, there's this thing. That's, like, you I know. can really use your help. Right. Like, I, you know, I right. need, I'm getting pressure, blah, blah, blah. Totally understand yes. that. I will yeah. help you. The way it's you... like the fable, you know, the boy who cried wolf. If you keep yeah. telling me it's urgent and it's not urgent, I'm not going to believe you when it is urgent. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Yeah, I will. Um, there, There's one situation I will keep very vague. But uh, <laughs> where, like... <laughs> I described a communications plan via email 
and never heard a response from the person I was looking for a response from. Mm-hmm. Two weeks later, she freaked out and was calling me, IMing me, da 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 da, setting up meetings like, this is not right. This is urgent. We need to talk this through. I, we need to get on the same page, which for her mind meant she needed to lecture me that this was wrong. I was like, lady, where was this two weeks ago? Right. If it's urgent, this is of your own making. Uh huh. Because you're just now reading your damn email. I hate people. As a piggyback, who used the, the phrase? <laughs> I thought I was going to stop why after I, I hate, hate people. people. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like that's a great statement. Right? That is yeah. that. That's true. That's a true statement. But also, I hate people who use the phrase "get on the same page." I hate it so much because all you mean is you want me on your page. Exactly. That's it. Exactly. You're not talking uh-huh. about a like a compromise or right. figuring out where we can. Meet We're not in the making middle. a new page together. No. <laughs> right. No, exactly. Yeah, it's not a collaboration. It's a dictation like yeah. this is what we need to Get do on my page and then it feels like i'm an order taker that is not my job no and so then it's very and i will admit that whenever like i'm feeling like my intelligence or just you know <laughs> whatever is being uh uh it's felt suspect. I get real sensitive and I get real I want to lash out. Yeah. Um so you know she she uh she tripped my buttons and I responded accordingly. And you know <laughs> is we, she, is we she are, still with us today? Are, <laughs> <laughs> thankfully I work from home. Okay. So we're just not friends anymore. Okay. Not that we were to begin with, but uh-huh. now she's on my shit list. Uh-oh. As she should be. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I that's another thing we should normalize. Shit, shit list. Yeah. Absolutely. <laughs> Who else is on your shit list? Yeah, oh, good tell. question. Let's see. Um, most people. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> most people. <laughs> Maybe the better question is who is not. And okay. who is not are these three people right oh, here. Oh, all right. Okay. Good. Um, uh, your husband, our friends. Mm-hmm. Uh, Taika Waititi, he's not on it. Obviously. Oh. Yeah, 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 yeah. Done. Yeah. And that's about it. Okay. Yeah. Right. That's fair. Like Sorry, that. Chris Hemsworth. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Sorry, Chris. Sorry. Mm-hmm. Sorry, sorry, sorry. All right. How about you? Uh, I got to go with the uh, classic. It's uh, meeting new people. Oh. <laughs> yeah. Hate it. Mm-hmm. Hate Especially it. when you're not really signed up to do so or emotionally prepared to go down that particular path. Indeed. Yeah. No, yesterday, uh, my husband and I and our friend Travis were at the uh, um, Chris Kendall Market here in Des Moines, mm-hmm. and we were enjoying a, you know, a German beer, a Christmas mm. German beer in the afternoon, just, you know, not thinking about the problematic history of the Germans, just thinking about Christmas, <laughs> you know? <laughs> you should have a sign in the beer garden that said, don't think about the problematic yeah, history, just think, enjoy just this drink beer. Drink the beer, drink the beer. That's not why we're here. Yeah. <laughs> But yeah, no, this family, uh, um, uh, a man and his wife and their adult daughter came up and just <laughs> stood by us and just, uh, mom sang a really loud German song, yep. uh, some sort of cheers thing and then drank what? a beard and then they just started talking to us as if we were old friends. And I just was like, no, no. like you didn't even ask, like no. you're breaking into my emotional home, ma'am. <laughs> She started it with a song? Yeah, she very loudly sang a song. It wasn't really to us, but it was the kind of thing that, like, we'd have to be headless to not know what was happening, you know? <laughs> I think being headless might have helped the situation I think yesterday. So, yeah. yeah, yeah. I mean, we yeah. if we were headless, I mean, we might, might still be talking you to her. Still like, be she talking, couldn't yeah. read our facial <laughs> expressions at all. She might still She's be like, like, you are yeah. the best listener. Uh-huh. Yeah, yeah, I love it. Yeah, but her name, uh, her name is Tila. <laughs> <laughs> and our friend Travis kept saying, like, Tila Tequila. <laughs> oh, I didn't think about that. I, I thought Masters either, of the yeah. Universe. Yeah, that's where yeah, I went. Yeah, I yeah. Man, yep. Yeah, no, but they, they talked and talked and talked and talked, and I found out that she uh, 
uh, as I mentioned to you guys earlier, she uh, uh, paints turtles. That's kind of her thing. Tealess turtles. Yep. And she they, they don't sell as well in Iowa, so she mm. might transition to owls. She might oh. paint owls. Um, yeah, that's a that's a yep. That's a smart business move right there. Yeah. Yeah, yeah and when we and when we left, um, she she kind of got a little dejected and sad and was just like, "Am I going to see you guys again?" <laughs> And, and Travis was just like, yeah, we'll see you around. And then we just left. <laughs> it also feels like you were maybe in almost a Hallmark movie. Yeah. Uh-huh. Yep. Except, I mean, maybe Michael might belong in a Hallmark movie, but you were definitely not supposed to be there. And no. so you're like, that's not. But I like yeah. the idea of him being in one right. and then people oh, watching yeah. it being like, what is this? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I'd be the guy who like ran the Christmas tree farm, but like wouldn't let the you know the hunky oh. the hunky guy off early to go have lunch with you <laughs> yes. know, the, the high powered yeah. business executive from Manhattan. Yeah, from the city, Manhattan <laughs> city girl. Just coming to have a country Christmas. <laughs> I also and maybe we'll talk about this. I think the next episode we're doing holiday stuff, right? Yes, we are. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I'll I'll save it then. Okay, save your best stuff. <laughs> yeah. I like we got that. you know we got time to fill. <sighs> Wow. Well, I agree. Meeting new people sucks, mm-hmm. and it's hard. It's mm-hmm. hard. And yeah, you got to be mentally, physically, spiritually prepared. Mm-hmm. And you were not. No, I'd been on my feet for hours. Yeah. <laughs> 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 and it was a, a nice crisp day yesterday, but I bet it, it was, was a little chilly standing uh-huh. there. Yep. The when I think of those situations, I think of the absolute to use our word gall, uh-huh. it takes to walk up to someone and just sing a song and interject yourself. Yeah, that's a lot. And then start talking about your turtles. Yeah. I don't care at my most drunk in my life. <laughs> yeah. I couldn't pull that off. Yeah. I could. I, would, I wouldn't even know what to do. Like, I'd oh. probably walk up to somebody and just be like, oh, shoes are great, aren't they? <laughs> <laughs> that's why, you know. Have you ever thought of paper? <laughs> Useful object. Oh, should we talk about 1989? Yes. Oh my god, we should. It's begging for it. It's begging for it. Can I start us off? Yeah. Yes. Okay. I actually have a pop (laughs) culture thing, which is Rhythm Nation Mm -hmm. by Janet Jackson. Mm -hmm. And I need to tell you how much I loved Janet Jackson. Pretty much all my childhood, but Mm -hmm. this was really the peak when this one came out. Mm-hmm. Um, this uh, this album then went on to generate five gajillion hits. Uh-huh. That's science right there. Yep. Math. Yeah, that's math. Mm-hmm. Um, it also, accompanying the uh, tape at the time, uh, was a, a VHS tape that you could oh. get, which was oh. like, it, it was some of the music videos, but then it was sort of woven together with more like black and white film. And there was a whole narrative and everything. But it was basically, you bought this VHS, you had like 30 minutes what? of music content. I watched that all the time, and I was memorizing the moves and da-da-da. In fact, um, Heath came over a little early today, and I was like, if you'd come over just five seconds earlier, I'd be trying to remember my Rhythm Nation moves, and if I got them, and I didn't. I didn't, unfortunately, but I just remember thinking, and still, like, I started listening to it. It holds up so well. Like, Mm -hmm. her music is just I didn't know about the VHS. I had the tape. I didn't know about that. I I don't know how. I must have begged for that for Christmas or something, and it was... It was mm-hmm. begging that was worth it because it was a delight. I feel like I want to go look it up right now. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because it had, you know, the Rhythm Nation video and then it had the Miss You Much video and it had, you know, I think a few like Black Cat or something on it. And mm-hmm. yeah, it was. There were, yeah, there was a, a lot of a lot. material came out from that. Yeah. Oh, that, uh, I love that. And this came after um, 
her control album, mm-hmm. which also had had five gajillion hits. Yeah. So she was just, and she's only like 23 or something at this yeah. point. And she's just the queen of everything. Mm-hmm. And I loved Madonna at the time. I loved other people, you know, but she was the real deal. She was my queen mm-hmm. at the time. Mm-hmm. And her, um, uh, Paula Abdul was her choreographer, Indeed. who may or may not come up later in the episode. Okay. Yep. 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 <laughs> yep. I noticed her on the list as well of things coming out this year. Yeah. But do you guys did you guys like Janet Jackson as well? Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I want to know. I do. Uh, off that album, my favorite song is uh, "Love Will Never Do." Oh, Without you. yeah. That's yeah. a good one. Uh-huh. And "Escapade." Those Escapade's are both good Escapade. songs. Yeah. yeah. I would like to know. I mean, I'm sure the millions of teens that are listening now. <laughs> We all think Janet Jackson's music still sounds pretty current and fresh and and proper for, you know, hip people such as ourselves. Uh I would like a a teen to listen to this and tell me like, oh, no, that's good or not good. Like, you know, we want your fresh take on it. That's a good point. Do you want me to put Evan up to this task? Yes, please. Oh, can Evan be like our off-air correspondent? Sure. He'll report back to to. us. Mm -hmm. Our Mm off-air teenage pop culture, you know, gut check Mm -hmm. correspondent. Yeah. Yeah. And he'd be honest. He would be very honest. Yeah. We'll get him a W-9. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> we'll subcontractor work for yeah. you. Uh-huh. If he wants, he could show up someday and just, you know, give us a, a report or yes. he could just send it through you. Whatever yeah. he wants to yeah. do. Yeah. He might just send it through me, but yeah. you never know. Yeah. You catch him on the right day. Yeah. Because yeah, he's a teenager. Like wind. You just kind of have to, <laughs> you don't really capture it. It just happens, you know? Yeah, I had the tape and upgraded to the CD. Oh, like I liked yeah. it that much that I was like, "What? Well, I need a new copy of this." Yeah, yeah. That's the thing is a lot of the music from like this time, like like the '80s and '90s. Like yep. you know, you bought it on tape, and then uh-huh. you bought it on CD, yep. and then you probably bought it on iTunes, iTunes, yep. the digital <laughs> version of it. And now you're probably listening to it on Spotify. Like you know, we've we own this music. Yes, <laughs> we, we have owned it. it. Yes, Ryan yes. put in the work. Yes. <laughs> We, we have, have made supported a, a it? financial investment. <laughs> We've had to buy it in so many mediums. Yes. Yeah. To keep up. Well, I don't know if you're aware. No. Oh. I brought a little visual aid. Oh. But in 1989, McDonald's tried something. <laughs> oh. And it went bad. Oh. No. It was called a McDonald's what? pizza. <laughs> and when I tell you. You might That's think. a whole goddamn tomato on the top <laughs> Listeners, I'll link. I'll put these pictures yeah. on our social media. But McDonald's decided that they weren't killing it enough with the burgers and fries. <laughs> they wanted to venture into pizzas. And this was the time. Like, Pizza Hut was doing great. Yes. Mm-hmm. Doing Pizza great. Hut was doing Domino's, great. Domino's, mm-hmm. yeah. Blowing My- out Pizza's the Hut. that's what mcdonald's learned apparently they did because a couple obstacles that apparently the big wigs didn't think of were one you can't fit a whole pizza through their drive-thru windows (gasps) (laughs) oh my god so if you order a family-sized pizza we have a problem i would have loved to have been present the day they someone figured that out the moment they were like oh shit stan we have made a tactical error what are we gonna do you can't get because at first my assumption when I was reading about it was that, and I had like a vague recollection of hearing about none. this, but I don't never see it or you know because they tested it in like 500 locations, it never went for obvious reasons, never took off. But I was assuming it was like a small personal right, one, yeah. but no, yeah. they were selling like full size family size pizzas, and they were like, oh no, we can't get them through a window. Oh my god! They also had to outfit these locations with a pizza oven because those aren't cheap, oh. right? 
My second favorite thing is that, oh, and then on, in addition to that, we all know that pizzas don't cook as fast. Right. That's what I was right. going to say. Yeah. Like, you should be able to order like a Big Mac and you have it with, you know, within a, two or three minutes. Yeah. yeah. And they got it down to, to 11 minutes, but they were like, oh, this isn't fast enough for fast food. Yeah. That's why you don't make pizzas. Like, it's <laughs> oh, simple. Oh, my God. But there's some franchisee. That apparently was doing well with the pizzas. So when they said we're done with it, he just didn't give his pizza oven back. And he kept making pizzas. He kept selling them out of his store until McDonald's corporate was like, nope. And came in and confiscated his pizza oven. <laughs> they took his pizza oven. Oh, gosh. Which I love because he could also just buy another pizza oven. Yeah, but, he could have yeah, yeah. done that. But I'm sure they threatened him with losing his franchise and all yeah. that. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I just love the idea that this guy was like, nope, it's working here. Yeah. <laughs> People love care. me handing a pizza sideways but, yeah. through a drive-thru This was in the Florida Panhandle, right? This is where that yeah. franchise yes. was located. Yes, yeah. <laughs> Definitely. yeah. That franchisee was Ron DeSantis. <laughs> <laughs> also, um, you know, looking at this logo, it's not great. No. The, the font they used for pizza just... And then like they it. kind of like updated it later on and they made the two Z's sideways M's for McDonald's. They're not on oh. here, but that was in later. Because they tested this from 1989 to 1991. I mean, wow. it took them that long, long to testing. figure out it wasn't working, huh. which isn't great. For also, okay, one of the pictures you provided has at the bottom uh, the apparently the slogan that went with it. Mm -hmm. I wonder if this is the McDonald's slogan itself or the pizza. What you want <laughs> is what you get. Which sounds sort of aggressive, right? It really is. What you want is what you get. Yeah. Here's this pizza. It's kind of like, oh, you want this? Fuck you. Here you go. Yeah. You want a handbag through the window? Here's a pizza. Yes, we do those too. I also like the idea of who I assume was immediately fired after this. Just like, yeah. I imagine it was like an executive that like, they were like, hey, we need a new fresh idea. This deadline had been looming. Right. His life's a wreck. He yeah. went to Vegas on a bender. Yeah. Yeah. He barely made it to the meeting, and he yeah. was just like, pizza. Uh -huh. Let's do yeah. pizza. And they yeah. were like, genius. Yeah, he thought of that in the elevator ride, too. Yeah. He, he like, looked down, and he had pizza on his tie. Yes. And, you know, mm -hmm. and he was like, pizza. Yep. And then they yeah. were like, drive through windows. He's like, doesn't matter, pizza. Yeah. <laughs> they were like, 11 minutes, pizza. <laughs> Other people do it better, pizza. <laughs> wow. Uh -huh. What a big mistake. So when they finally they finally stopped it in 1991? Yeah. They took it back from the 500 locations. They took their pizza ovens back and said, we're not doing this anymore. Iowa must not have had one of those locations because no, I don't I'm remember that at not. all. Yeah. yeah. Well, I also think, I mean, we're a people who like our pizza from a gas station. Yeah. So, Indeed. Yeah, you that's know, true. It might have been a misstep to not try it right. here. Yeah. Because apparently we're willing to try pizza yeah. from anywhere. Uh -huh. So, mm -hmm. But I, I think, yeah, you just had some logistical issues from the jump. You know that Us Weekly celebrities, they're just like us. Uh -huh. It reminds me, just like everyone's a person. Yep. Everyone's fallible. Uh -huh. Like yeah. we think sometimes that these corporations are run by smart people. Mm -hmm. Oh, we don't think that anymore, do <laughs> no, we? No, no, I don't. Yeah. No. But, you know, you assume that people. Qualified people. Maybe. Yeah. 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 Have a level of success because they've earned it. And that's not true ever. No, because now we know about Pizza Thai Guy. And, yeah. you know, we know. We can't. We can't with you, sir. We can't trust anyone anymore. And secretly, he was from Pizza Hut. <laughs> he got fired from Pizza Hut. And he was just like, let's just do pizza. Or maybe this was a form of corporate espionage where Ooh. Pizza Hut was like, go in there, pitch pizza, oh, yeah, yeah. and then we're going to see him fall in their ass. And it's going to be hilarious. <laughs> and they're going to lose so much money in yeah. these pizza ovens. And yeah. We're going to burn it down from the inside. Exactly. Yes. 
very mm-hmm. nefarious, very mm-hmm. diabolical. I just want to see the first or have a recording of the first phone call of the first franchisees that was like, um, <laughs> I got my new pizza boxes. Thank you. Uh, they don't fit through my drive through window. Yeah. So oh. what's have the you, protocol? Have you tried vertical? Yeah. <laughs> just do it quick. Yeah. Just slide it. The pizza won't slide very much. <laughs> Did they, um, do you know if they had just regular pizza toppings or was there like a McNugget pizza or oh, like? You probably should have gone that yeah. route. Is made like a cheeseburger pizza or something. Yeah. But I don't think they did. Yeah. No. They would just went with traditional. That might have worked. If you get what you like, want. Yeah. Right. I mean, you might have been able to ask. If- Maybe put some french fries on that and just really cry yep. through eating that whole thing. <laughs> <laughs> put some of those cookies on the top. And, yeah. <laughs> I'm going to need an ice cream sundae on the side, too. Just put crumble up an apple pie. Put uh-huh. it on top yeah. of that. Yeah. <laughs> oh, boy. Well, Heath, do you want to follow up some corporate fuckery? Um, I will try to. I think I think I have uh, a good topic to... to Pivot to. Excellent. There was a movie that came out in 1989. A movie film? Uh-huh. And it was called Batman. Yeah! <laughs> Tim Burton's Batman opened up on uh, June 19th of our year of our Lord. Yeah, year of our Lord. Mm-hmm. And it starred our, our good friend Michael Keaton as Batman slash Bruce Wayne. And Mm-mm-mm. people were kind of up in arms about it at the time. Yeah, they thought uh, uh, Michael Keaton was a... Was a Primarily, he was a funny guy. They didn't think he could bring the gravitas that we need. He brought it. He brought that gravitas. He did. He brought it in buckets. (laughs) (laughs) Buckets Buckets of gravitas. (laughs) And I mean, I guess when when you think about it, that's a weird reaction to me because after the prior to this, you know, when you don't consider the cartoons, like the last. Uh, iteration of Batman was the campy '60s TV show. It was just like, I mean, I don't know, like. Yeah, why are we looking yeah. for serious drama? <laughs> yeah, after obviously that? after that, like Michael Keaton can make this a little bit more seriously, you know, than Adam West ever did. Yeah, you know, so mm-hmm. I think it was yeah. So while Tim Burton uh, was hired to direct the movie like years before it came out, like in 1986, um, he didn't really um, after the financial success of Pee Wee's Big Adventure in, mm. uh, and then uh, later Beetlejuice. That was kind of when the the movie got greenlit. So we sort of have. You know, I'd like to think Beetlejuice and Pee Wee Herman, at least partly That's to fantastic. thank, you know, for, for this version of Batman. Yes. Um, and really, when you think about it, like, this series of the Batman films kind of ends with 1987, 1997's Batman and Robin, uh-huh. the really campy version yeah. with, with, like, uh, uh, George Clooney and uh, Arnold Schwarzenegger and Nipples. Uh-huh. I mean, when you think of it, like, as a whole arc, <laughs> and you go from... Pee-wee's big adventure to <laughs> Batman and Robin. It's it kind of a exists. full circle moment. It's the yeah. real circle of life oh, thing. And all. We're, right. we're kind of stopped wow. where we started, you know? I like that. I like that. Uh-huh. Yeah, that's mm-hmm. true. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Jack Nicholson played the Joker. Mm. Yes, he yes. did. Uh-huh. And that inter- was terrifying. His, his face was perfect for it. I know, obviously, there were some makeup and some prosthetics to do the smile thing, but, you know, he had a, his face fit it, you mm. know? I was going to say, he feels like the real-life Joker. Like, uh-huh. Yes. Like fits. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And the, inter- the internet says he accepted the role under three conditions. Number one, he got top billing. Wow. Yep. Okay. Okay. So, you know, the Joker got top billing on Batman's movie, but, you know, whatever. We can get <laughs> All right. that. Okay. Sure. Uh, he would get a portion of the film's earnings, including merchandise sales. Oh, which was shit. pretty smart. Yeah. Huge, yeah. And he got to dictate his own shooting schedule. Oh. 
which I think is a real Gen Z move for somebody who was 51 when the movie was being filmed. Yeah. Like, I don't... Work around yes, me. Yes, I will work when I feel like it, and you will pay me a lot of money for it. Also, you know what? Kudos to Michael Keaton for, obviously, they probably had to yeah. take that back to him and be like, look, mm-hmm. we want Jack Nicholson to do this, but he's going to get top billing. Mm-hmm. And Michael Keaton's, I mean, obviously, I don't know what the conversation was, but he obviously at some point agreed, which, like, yeah. good for you for saying, uh-huh. like, let's. Because it worked. It worked. Yeah. yeah. Well. Yeah. 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 Yeah, they probably told me, they were like, well, you're going to get top billing in the sequel because Jack Nicholson won't be yeah, yeah. yeah, that's, <laughs> yeah. True. that's yeah. true. Yeah. One movie. Yeah. 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 Uh, so, yeah, Batman was a pretty great movie, and for better or worse, kind of marks the beginning of our current age of comic book movies, which, you know, has had some high highs and some low lows. It sure has. Yep. And I, li- I liked the movie so much that when I went back to school shopping later that summer, I bought three Batman t-shirts and oh. wore them every day for the first week of school. <laughs> yes. Yes. Which is a good example, I think, of a time that an adult should really have maybe uh, intervened and redirected me. <laughs> uh-huh. <laughs> like maybe some they adult somewhere that. should they have been didn't like, do that. maybe maybe not all Batman shirts for the back <laughs> to school hall. Maybe maybe try maybe just one and get some other stuff. I bet you, you know? were feeling yourself. Though. Okay, yeah, that makes I me did. feel weird as a parent because mm. Mason's back to school <laughs> hall was full Garfield, all Garfield. <laughs> <laughs> If he wants to talk about it later, just <laughs> give him my number. We can, we can we can talk through it. Yeah, yeah, okay. Yeah. There's, there's, you know, he'll get to the other side. I'm living proof. <laughs> it gets better. It gets uh-huh. better. Thank God. Uh-huh. <laughs> so yeah, if you take nothing else from this podcast, take this. Don't leave all your fashion choices up to Batman. Don't do it. No. And don't dance with the devil under the pale moonlight. Nope, don't do that either. Yeah. <laughs> good advice no matter who you are. Oh, I loved that movie so much. Mm-hmm. And so good. Prince and Bat Dance, yes, which Prince. was such a, which at the time was just like, what the fuck is this? What now it's like, yes, it? yes, yes, it is this. <laughs> yeah, the fact that they got Prince to pretty much do all the score, uh-huh. like everything, or not the score, excuse me, but all the music, like that was, that was another baller move. That mm-hmm. was yeah, great. That was baller, yeah. And that then led to, what, 95 with... Batman Forever, and mm-hmm. you trying to download a picture yes. of Al Kilmer. <laughs> yep. If I had known in just six years' time, <laughs> I would be spending 90 minutes waiting to download a picture of Val Kilmer. So for my next one, I have two epic accidents that happened oh. during this time. Um, one was a Russian psychic known as E. Frankel, who was run over by a train. Oh, no. But <laughs> it happened. it happened while he was attempting to stop the train with his, quote, psychic biological power. Oh. No, sir. After pre- <laughs> <laughs> Because apparently before this, he had successfully stopped a car in a streetcar in the past. Sure but this damn. time- As in the streetcar just stopped because <laughs> yeah, yeah, it didn't want to yeah, run yeah. over the person? Exactly. Okay. But okay. this time, the train driver was like, look at this jackhole right here. Like, I'm just going to keep on going. Yeah, you got no options. Yeah. And so uh, poor uh, Russian psychic E. Frankel- was trod to death under the train that he could not stop with the power of his mind. Well, as surprise, a side surprise, note, surprise. <laughs> do you feel like you have a healthier fear of trains because you because we all grew up in Iowa? Like I feel like that yeah. was something that was drilled into me. Like you don't fuck with the train, you don't fuck with trains. Like it will run yeah. you over. You don't get yeah. close to that track. You don't let that bar come down. Mm-mm. It is over. Yeah, that's a good point. Yeah, I never. But I know some people like took it to like let's you know try and go Ooh, over the what? track and whatever. Nope, not Mm-mm. not not me. No, no. no. So my second epic accident of this year 
was William Lamb, a scuba diver. Mm. And he was apparently diving in Florida. Ugh. Not too far from a nuclear power plant. <laughs> <laughs> because when he was scuba diving, he was sucked up by that power plant's intake pipe. Oh, no. He was dragged over 1,600 feet and then deposited in one of the reactor cooling ponds. Oh, shit. And he lived. <gasps> no, he did not! He lived! <laughs> I meant to actually, I forgot, I meant to look him up now and see if he's still alive. And I have a computer, but I'm not going to do it. But, you know, <laughs> I, we'll, we'll figure that out. But, yeah, he he survived that whole ordeal. He's like the Joker. He survived uh-huh. the nuclear power plant, the cooling pond, blah, blah, blah. And Florida. Maybe, and Florida. <laughs> maybe the outfit, like, helped him. I don't know. Maybe the tanks, whatever. But he fucking lived through that ordeal. What I like is that someone had to count the feet. They were like, oh, yeah. we're at 9,000. Oh, we're breaking 10. Oh, no, we're breaking 10. What? Oh, my God, it was 10,600. Oh. And I also like that, you know, uh, he, you know, he didn't have any predictions or anything. He survived it. But the psychic, he mm-hmm. could not survive he his own. He it. couldn't uh, predict his own death. He couldn't see that the train was going to. The hubris. He's the got hubris. hubris. <laughs> yeah. So those were my two weird accidents of the year. Uh-huh. Well, which... uh, I mean, you know, the ocean hasn't given a shit about any of us for over 30 years. All right? <laughs> it, really hasn't. it really hasn't. And I bet the ocean was just like, oh, you're going to you're going to mm-hmm. scuba dive near mm-hmm. this power plant. Great. Uh-huh. Here you go. Surprise, bitch. <laughs> <laughs> I I have a, a a weird crime. Oh, that happened. Love a weird crime. In 1989 uh-huh. in Texas. Oh, yep. good. Uh-huh. Uh, yep, mm-hmm. attracts. If it's not Florida, it's Texas. It's Texas. Yep. Someone tried to murder a tree. <gasps> <laughs> yep. Uh... You heard me right. A tree. A 600 year old landmark that these residents in this town adored. And okay. one day they noticed. Why is all the grass around the tree dead? Why does the tree seem to be in some level of distress? And they realized that somebody was poisoning the tree. Like something was being poured around the tree. And it started this huge effort. All of these citizens were trying to figure out how they were going to bring the tree back to health. And... Did they join hands in a circle? Basically, yes. <laughs> and sing a song. They were putting flowers <laughs> and cards and bringing it casseroles, and it was what? absurd behavior. <laughs> it's absurd behavior. Absurd. <laughs> bringing it casseroles. Yeah, they were like giving it offerings, like trying to get this tree back. In the meantime, the Austin police were pursuing this as a crime. This was in Austin. Yeah. Okay. Well, and well, they, weird, Austin. Yeah. 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 yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> they ended up arresting a guy. And he was convicted on second-degree criminal mischief. Uh, basically, he poisoned the tree as part of a mystic ritual. Oh. Uh, because he said that he had fallen in love with his counselor at a methadone clinic. <laughs> what? <laughs> so this tree's got to go. <laughs> and he was using it as a way to protect her from another man who he thought should not be in her good graces. And was he a tree doctor, this other man? <laughs> he also wanted to get back at the state for forcing him to do outdoor work as part of a previous sentence. Oh, yeah. Well, that makes sense. I get that. (laughs) Uh 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 Uh-huh. Uh-huh. But that poor tree didn't deserve that. I know. Um, He said that he poured Velpar, which poisoned the tree, essentially, 
Um, and every time he walked by and he would see it dying, he would feel the love for his counselor dying and it made him feel like he was getting healthier. Oh. And the jury had the option to sentence him to life in prison, but huh. settled on a sentence of nine years, which he served a third of, and a thousand dollar fine, which seems more appropriate than life nine in years for trying to kill a tree. Yeah. So he served that seems three, like a lot. I'm assuming. But like a lot. also, I mean, I'm a dateline connoisseur and I've seen people get less for murder. Right. Like of a person. Not and a you tree. can't even prosecute rape, no. but yet we can prosecute for and when I tell you reading about this and the hysteria surrounding it oh was God. just absurd that these people were like, <laughs> I took flowers and I took a card and I prayed at its feet and its roots. I love that the people of Austin are just like, I don't know what to do about dead trees, but I know what to do if some person dies. So I'm going to do that. I'm going to bring a casserole. <laughs> yeah. I'm going to make a hot Also, uh-huh. like if we really want to kill a tree, we have a long and storied history of, uh, you know, lumberjacks mm-hmm. that yeah. can cut down trees, mm-hmm. which would have been a nice clean death for right. that tree. No. But no, And I do believe to... that they nursed the tree back to health. Okay. Mm-hmm. 600 year old tree, which I mean, I appreciate that it was an old tree and they were, you know, yeah. that's, that's nice. It, I, it feels like a weird premise of a Hallmark movie. <laughs> this is the weirdest story. Mm-hmm. I want to name the tree. I want to name him like Tim or something. <laughs> Tim the tree. Tiny Tim. Tiny Tim. <laughs> 600-year-old Tiny Tim. I I want like, uh, you know, a survivor's documentary mm-hmm. focusing on Tim the tree mm-hmm. and his, you know, how he survived this ordeal. Yes. Yeah. And I want a Pulitzer Prize in the works for the journalist who wrote the article that I read uh-huh. that I read half of before I realized <laughs> it was a tree because they purposely <laughs> did that. I was like, what is this murder? This is so weird. Like they were billing it as murder and I was reading about it. And then it was like, Bet you can't guess it was a tree. That wasn't the line, but that was basically it. Oh it was its own gosh. paragraph. And I was like, wait, what? It was a tree? Mm-hmm. I want that. I want the documentary to be set up like an E True Hollywood story where yeah. there's like yeah. like bushes and other trees talking about this yes! tree. <laughs> like and you know, kind of in shadows and just be like, I don't know, Tim just wasn't acting like himself. He looked like shit. I thought he was on drugs. <laughs> That guy and from we, the methadone club kept coming around. And we need to include his nemesis, like uh-huh. Fred the uh-huh. fur or something, uh-huh. you know. Yep. And Fred's Getting all this attention. Snack. It was mm-hmm. Christmas time. I was yeah. supposed to have lights. Uh-huh. Check. Yeah. Wow. Mm-hmm. That's something. It's a wild, 1989 wild time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Wild, wild time. Especially in Austin, Texas. Apparently. Yeah. And it was a smaller town outside of Austin, but so the Austin police took the case over because it was apparently too much for the small town guy. I wonder if they'd had the too much Harry McDonald's local pizza. sheriff that was just like, oh, God, not with these fucking tree murders. Yeah. yeah. It's like, yeah. I'm not doing it. Or he was too distraught. Mm-hmm. It's too dis- Conflict my- of interest. I can't do this Tim case. Tim the tree is my son. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and I love him. I love him. I want to protect him. I love my dead tree son. <laughs> I think we just wrote a whole movie. I think we did. <laughs> it's going to be a great movie. It is. It's going to be We great. can get all mm-hmm. the best people to voice, like all the trees yeah. and the bushes. Uh-huh. Yeah. Uh-huh. Stardom yeah. awaits. Yep. Get uh-huh. Timothy Chalamet on the yeah. line. Yes. <laughs> Good old Timmy. He can ride in on his tiny horse. On his tiny horse. I did end up watching those. And the giant horse one was pretty hilarious. It was great. The yeah. space one. Yeah. yeah. Anyway, Heath, what you got? Well, as promised, I would like to speak on Paula Abdul. Oh, let's do it. Yes. Straight up, now tell Mm -hmm. me. Yes, I will do that. (laughs) 
Paula Abdul, who I mentioned before, was Janet Jackson's choreographer before she hit it big in her own right. Mm-hmm. Uh, she had three songs that spent time on the charts in 1989. Her 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 album came out the year before, but like like with Rhythm Nation, oh, yeah. back in the day, like these, you know, they'd crank out six, seven, eight singles off all these CDs, so they'd they'd be around for two or three years, mm-hmm. you know. Uh, those uh, three songs were straight up, mm-hmm. cold hearted, oh. and forever your girl. Oh. And a lot of the time that this stuff we talk about on this podcast to me doesn't seem like it happened, you know, centuries ago. Right. right. <laughs> yeah. But this is a case of something that to me feels like it happened hundreds and hundreds of years ago. I don't yeah. know why. I don't. When you talked about Janet Jackson, I didn't feel that way. But when I was thinking of Paula Abdul, I was just like, did we have electricity then? <laughs> <laughs> I know we did because I remember the video for Cold Hearted and everyone uh-huh. writhing around yes. and being really uh-huh. I went right to opposites of track. Very is, forward. Oh, uh-huh. space, boy. Uh-huh. Yeah. So yeah, and no, no offense to Paul Abdul, who I'm sure is listening. Obviously. Uh, but it's hard for me to picture a world where her music is dominating the charts. <laughs> <laughs> it's tough. Yeah. It was a different world. Tough. I mean, yeah. it was a world with yeah. Tim the Tree trying to be murdered. Yeah. 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 I mean, I was. You know, we were all alive when it happened, so yes. I know it happened. Yes. I'm aware that it would happen, but it just uh, it feels like when you wake up from a deep sleep and you're ha- you had a dream and you're, you think the dream really happened and yeah. you're not really sure, and then yeah. you have to kind of shake it off a little bit, you know? I would say as a reference point, Paul Abdul was kind of the tailor swift of the late 80s as yeah. janet jackson was probably maybe the beyonce yeah good uh-huh. call yeah oh and yeah so, yeah. yeah 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 I so like that. um i would say a more more on an omnipresence level just because mm-hmm. paul abdul was just around constantly for so yeah. long you know yeah, uh yeah, i'm not was. sure the talent levels line up no. quite as much no you know maybe there's not a direct line you can draw between those two <laughs> in that way but um she was kind of everywhere for you know from 1988 to 1990. Um, And I think you'll enjoy this particularly uh, as uh, the song you referenced, Amy. Uh, When I was in eighth grade, a group of girls from my class performed a choreographed dance routine (gasps) to straight up during the school talent show. Um, And they performed wearing coordinated outfits that would be suitable for the physical fitness routine in any teen beauty pageant (laughs) today. Like there was, I think there. I, I can I, picture it. I if I remember it. right, there was maybe five of them, and there was like one person in the middle was wearing red shorts and red sweatshirt, and then the two to her sides were in white, and the two on the outside were in black. Whoa. Wow, that level of coordination. Uh-huh. Yeah, that that well, had to be mint. some moms involved in there for sure. Too. Oh yeah, for yeah. sure. And if memory serves, the collective response from the parents and the audience was that the routine was quote-unquote suggestive. Oh, of course. <laughs> of course it was. And again, keep in mind that these young ladies uh, uh, were wearing long sleeve sweatshirts and dancing to Paul Abdul. <laughs> so it was probably just the fact that they moved their hips at all yes. that was suggestive. Yes. Uh-huh. Uh, yeah, it wasn't exactly a burlesque show. <laughs> just to put your mind at ease. So, uh, And I remember a friend telling me recently, hi Doreen, uh, that at the time she was kind of jealous that she wasn't included like it, it bothered her that she was not part of the part Aww. of the group and i don't think she feels that way anymore okay oh, good, <laughs> yeah. good good time has healed that wound i would good. say she dodged a bullet yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah 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 good job and also aaron you mentioned this uh the song opposites attract uh-huh. well it didn't come out until the following year um but i need to address what we're all thinking who is mc scat cat yep and where is paula abdul keeping him uh-huh yeah. Mm-hmm. Wherever he is, I hope he's safe and he uh-huh. doesn't still feel guilty about promoting gender stereotypes with a former Laker girl, which is what he did. <laughs> mm-hmm. And I would also like to note that Paula Abdul won her only Grammy 
for the video to opposites attract. No, yes, that was the opposites only, attract. Yeah, for the video, not the actual song. Right, right. Yeah. For the video, even as a teenager, I hate. I didn't like that video. Like, there's uh-huh. something just grating about it. Uh. I remember the first time I saw it, I was like, "Wait, is that Tony the Tiger?" No, it's not Tony the Tiger. <laughs> What's so weird about it is they don't give whoever the male voice on that song is yeah. credit. It's just Paul Abdul MC Scat Cat, which is the name of the cartoon character, an animated <laughs> character. I wonder if MC Scat Cat killed that tree. <gasps> MC Scat! Because <laughs> he's so much rage. Uh-huh, yeah. So, so much rage. Because rage. So yeah. he got rage. his one moment of stardom and then he was put back in the basement or uh-huh. something. Uh-huh. Just marginalized, really. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Just no credit. Nope. Stole the work. Took, you know, won a Grammy and I bet he never even got to hold it and take a picture. I bet you're right. Probably because he physically can't, but also because, <laughs> Because he's know, a cartoon cat. He was not allowed. Yeah. yeah. He wasn't allowed. Uh-huh. Yeah. Yeah. I'd like to see an E True Hollywood story on MC Scat Cat too. Just yes. I'll put that out there. <laughs> or like a storyteller session. Yeah. <laughs> MTV Unplugged. Oh, excellent. I'm glad we had brought Paul Abdul mm-hmm. into this conversation. <laughs> That's yes. what people tell me that all the time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, my final item is a t- tiny little tidbit that m- maybe everyone else knows, but I didn't know. In 1989, Miss America was a woman from Anoka, Minnesota, who was named Gretchen Carlson. (gasps) As we know, Gretchen Carlson later went on to become a reporter slash personality Mm. at Fox News. But then she was also the one that filed the sexual harassment lawsuit, the first one against Roger Ailes, and she, that started she his end. She was Miss America, and then she went on to Fox News, which feels like it's the right pipeline. That seems, that, yeah, 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 that yeah, tracks. Yeah. That part I have no problem with. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Wow. And, okay, so I was looking up this information while I was working with Michael on Friday morning, and I was like, Gretchen Carlson, wasn't she in Fox News? And he's like, who's that? Here we we saw, I wrote, him and I, we saw the movie, though. Bombshell. Yeah, yeah. Was it Nicole Kidman? Yeah, Nicole Kidman was was her. We also saw that movie. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Amy and I together. Yeah, we sure did. And Amy had the unfortunate (laughs) timing of being seated next to a man who wanted to show, I think, that he was an ally. Right. To us, for some reason. And continually throughout the show would say, oh, Terrible. Uh-huh. Abominable. The, yeah. At the moment that, you know, Roger Ailes does this really gross thing with Margot Robbie, he's like, reprehensible. Yeah. Well, you guys were at the Fleur Cinema, right? <laughs> no, we were at uh, Jordan Creek. We were at Jordan oh, Creek. Right, yeah. Right, right. And it was empty pretty much. And he sat right next to he us. Sat that right was a bad move. Yeah. I bet he. <laughs> I wish you would have been like, listen, we could use an ally right now. We could use uh, some peace and fucking quiet yeah, so we yeah. can watch this movie and then you can be an ally later. Allies can also be silent. Yeah. Silence is good. Yeah, we're good. We don't need you to prove that you would never. Because what you're doing now is mm-hmm. the amount of time time you're yeah. talking about it makes me think that you actually have that done you've this. done this yeah, yeah or yeah. that you yeah that you just learned that it's bad and yeah. you want to show to us that you know and you just like so many noises he probably knew that gretchen carlson was miss america he probably did he probably that's a fantastic fact yeah okay my last one is is it's not upbeat Oh, I didn't say that. <laughs> well, I mean, last week you brought the spare leg, which wasn't up to beat, but it it was comedy gold. <laughs> I'll be honest. Right. It was great. Right. Yeah, true, true. Okay. Well, <laughs> I brought this because I think for me, this is a pivotal, I remember this so vividly in hmm. 1989, and I feel like we'd be remiss if we didn't talk about it. But Jacob Wetterling from Minnesota was abducted in 1989. And I, if you're not familiar with this case, he was a... Uh, newspaper delivery guy who was out 
and uh, was Minnesota's Johnny Cash. Yeah, basically. Oh my gosh. Yeah, and it was solved many, 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 many years later. But it it really and I don't know why this is because I uh, where I grew up is very close to the Minnesota border, and so for some reason. I have a much more vivid memory of him than I do Johnny Gosh. I remember that. And I remember sort of this, a little bit of hysteria around it. Like, mm-hmm. oh my gosh, we can't, you know, this is real. This is happening. Like this is, I just remember there being kind of a collective thing among adults of like, oh, we got to clamp down. Like this is serious. Because wow. I kind of remember before that there was a little more looseness about like Halloween and going out uh-huh. on your own and doing that. And I, I have a very distinct memory of that kind of shifting. Like this is like too close to home. It's getting scary. Like this is happening a lot, which I suppose when you add up Johnny Gosh, yeah. uh, Eugene Martin before mm-hmm. that, yeah. you know, Jacob Wetterling. Um, and like I said, 27 years later, it was solved in 2016. Yeah. Which is, is wild, but his mom has really been at the forefront of changing laws about how these things are investigated, how missing persons cases are investigated. And I listened to an in-depth podcast along a few years ago about it. And I remember being so struck by her ability to be poised and to explain in a situation where you become a suspect Mm because it's your own kid, Mm -hmm. your family members become suspects. There's guilt because you weren't home when it happened. You know, all these things that, and I think I misspoke. I don't think he was a paper delivery guy. I think he was out with a friend. Oh, going to a, to rent something at the video store. Sorry, I but got he was confused with young. He yeah, was he like, was yeah. young. Yeah, and out on his own as we all did, yeah. ride bikes and do whatever. So, I just remember that as being kind of a some of that hysteria of that time about abductions and you know how we were going to deal with it and kind of starting to understand that there are people in the world that exist all the time that are stealing kids for crimes of opportunity. Yeah. You know? Yeah. A Debbie Downer, but, <laughs> 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 but also just, I just feel like that was an, a pivotal moment in my childhood. That's interesting. Uh-huh. Cause I think maybe, maybe our age, I remember more like Johnny Gosh. Uh-huh. And I remember Eugene Martin. And then, uh, the one before, like Adam something, his dad then went on to be America's most wanted. Oh, Adam oh. Walsh. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Um, and I remember it was like early eighties where there was a lot of, you know, fear, right, rightly so, and yeah. hysteria around it. I don't remember a lot of things changing, but I remember, you know, that that was mm-hmm. a big deal. I remember, no, I had, a uh, not long after Johnny Gosh was abducted, I, I was a paper boy oh. and we delivered the Des Moines register, which is what he was delivering, yeah. you know, and this was in a, you know, in Parkersburg in our small town. And I remember, I remember they gave us whistles. Like, you know, we were supposed to blow this whistle up for like, you know, stranger danger or anything like that. Oh, my gosh. And I distinctly remember it was on a string and I had put it around my neck and like the rep from the register was just like, no, don't wait around your neck because if they'll just grab it and drag you off. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> just like, okay. Where do <laughs> I put was, it? Yeah. Like, how yeah. do I? I just keep it in my mouth at all times? Right. Yeah. Well, how old are you at that point? Oh, uh, probably nine or ten. Oh, my God. Something like that. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I mean, you know, looking back, if that if that was a concern, maybe we don't have the nine or ten. Maybe we don't have the nine or ten. Deliver the Des Moines Register before the sun comes up. Which you is know? an interesting business model to start with when yeah. you think about it. It's yeah. child labor. It's you know. definitely child labor. I'm still stuck on the idea that your self defense was a whistle uh-huh. that you couldn't put around your neck right. because the kidnapper would uh-huh. just use, use it as that. a tool. <laughs> 
So yeah, I'm like trying. I'm riding this bike with this, you know, paper bag over my shoulder, full of newspapers, with a with a whistle in my hand, trying not to f- just like careen off into traffic. Oh my god! Just blowing your whistles, you're getting hit mm-hmm. by a car. Uh-huh, yeah. There's a lot of things to be afraid yeah. of in the '80s. Well, I know in my it was weird for me too because like I grew up in a small town, so mm. there wasn't there were it wasn't like I mean you know. People in New York don't think Des Moines is a big city, but right. you know this stuff happens. Obviously, John and Gosh, it happens here. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But when you when you experience that in a small town, I think it it there's an, a little bit extra layer of weirdness because yeah. it's just like, but I kind of know everybody. Yeah. <laughs> like who here is you know, yeah. and you don't you don't think that like you know these people could just drive in from wherever. You know, just, you know, show up yeah, one morning and cruise yeah. around and, oh, there's a paper boy. I'll or take him, you know. worse that someone in your town yeah. is, you know, yeah. a bad dude. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oof. All right, Heath, save us from this. Give us a, give us your last Well, message. I've got a real- Save us from Aaron's I've got a real feel-good moment to finish oh, us out. Oh, good, good, it's, good. Uh, it's a movie called Steel Magnolias. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Don't talk about me like I'm not here. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, uh, for those of you that don't know, the ultra-violent action film Steel Magnolias. <laughs> Just kidding. It's, it's a, so violent. Yeah, it's a, so it's a violent. melodrama with ladies. I mean, there's a lot of uh-huh. passive aggression that's violent. Uh-huh. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Emotional violence. Uh-huh. Came out the same year, obviously 1989, that's where we're talking about it. It's set in Louisiana and stars maybe, maybe the most impressive group of icons mm-hmm. this side of the original Divas Live lineup. <laughs> <laughs> So are you are you ready for it? I am I'm, so I'm gonna, ready. I'm gonna read, it, read them. We got Sally Field. Uh, we got oh. Dolly Parton. Yeah, oh, we I got love Dolly Parton. Shirley MacLaine. Okay, yeah. we've got Olympia Dukakis. What? <laughs> we've got Daryl Hannah. Yes, I forgot about Daryl Hannah. I yeah. did too. Yeah, don't forget about Daryl. I, I won't now. <laughs> I actually forgot about Dolly Parton being in that movie. Oh, how dare you? I know. <laughs> yeah. What? And last but not least, we've got a young Julia Roberts who Julia. earned her first Academy Award nomination for her work on this film. Poor woman struggling with mm-hmm. the diabetes. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. The <laughs> film is based on a play, which, by the way, shouldn't um, what was the guy's name? Wilford Brimley. He should have been in this, like you know, <laughs> diabetes. He should have been this. <laughs> like he should have had at least a supporting role. In I should have had a little PSA at the beginning. He should have been at one of the weddings. Uh-huh. Yeah. Yeah, or the wedding. He could have been the minister. Just give could him a little been. screen time. Yeah. For sure. Uh, the play is written by Robert Harling, uh, which in, is based on the life of his sister, Susan. Oh. She, she's kind of the Shelby character. Okay. Um, so yeah, so this is a movie based on a play. That, that a guy wrote. wrote. Yes. I'm surprised. Yep. Okay. Me too. And so for those of you that don't know, which, I mean, if you're listening at this point, you should you know, you ought to know. You ought to know. <laughs> uh, to, again, throw back to Alanis yep. Morissette, <laughs> obviously. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the plot of the film centers on a group of women who have bonded during their time at Truvy's Beauty Salon. Truvy. And they talk about Southern life. Truvy is played by Dolly Parton in this. And they talk about Southern life and they say fun things like, <laughs> there's so much static electricity in this room, I pick up everything but boys and money. <laughs> Wait, who said that? Truvy, Dolly Oh, Parton. of course. Yep. And this is another one. Uh, all gay men have track lighting. All gay men are named Mark, Rick, or Steve. <laughs> I mean, that was probably accurate for the 80s. Uh-huh. Yeah, Mark, yeah. Rick, or Steve. Here's another one. Oh, Sammy's so confused, he don't know whether to scratch his watch or wind his butt. <laughs> Again, Dolly Parton. 
She had the best ones. Uh-huh. She did. And then probably, yes, I would say, if you're going to take away anything from Steel Magnolias, take uh-huh. away this. Laughter through tears is my favorite emotion. <laughs> my gosh. <laughs> so, uh, Julia Roberts' character, again, we mentioned diabetes. She is a type 1 diabetic, and against her mother's wishes and the advice of medical professionals, she gets <laughs> pregnant shortly after getting married. Uh, the pregnancy really does a number on her internal organs. Uh, I mean, not all of them. Maybe just the kidneys. Uh, yeah. I'm not a nurse. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> and she ends up in a coma. And after some superb bedside acting mm. from Sally Field, Shelby dies. Yes. Ugh. It's tough. <laughs> and it should be noted that before she goes into the coma, Shelby gets a really busted haircut from she Trudy. Sure does. <laughs> on the 4th of July that was bad enough. Her body might have decided to just give up to avoid the humiliation of that new cut and color. Yeah, it was real bad. (laughs) And I've got an unpopular opinion to share now. Oh! Everyone thinks diabetes is the villain of Still Magnolias. Mm. I think it's Truvy. (laughs) Oh! Because of the haircut? She gave a haircut that the human spirit could not triumph over. Oh, my God. (laughs) I think you might be right. That haircut... That haircut killed poor Shelby. Yeah. I mean, and Shelby, like, she had the reaction she should have had. Uh-huh. And then her mom was, like, gaslighting her. Like, it's fine. Mm-hmm. You're yeah. fine. Mm-hmm. And then her body was like, no, it's not mm-hmm. fine. It's not fine. Your, your instinct no. is correct. Yeah. Her body is like, we're not safe. None we're of not us are safe. <laughs> <laughs> we're time to move on to the next Let's realm. <laughs> leave this mortal plane and this body and this haircut. So, yes, and I've seen two local productions of Steel Magnolias. Where? One at uh, the Playhouse, the Des Moines Playhouse, okay. and one at uh, Tallgrass Theater, I think is what it was. Oh. Um, one of which included a woman with an English accent playing the Dolly Parton role, and her fake Southern accent kept losing the fight with her real British oh accent <laughs> in such a spectacular way <laughs> that it gave me a headache that I still have to this day. <laughs> And that Aww. is Stu Magnolia's. <laughs> I, you always bring the movie. That makes me want to go back and watch the movie. Mm-hmm. But then I don't actually take the step of doing it. No. Because I, I forget about it as soon as we stop recording. Yeah, yeah. Just, yeah. Which is not what we want you to do. No, yeah. No. <laughs> do as we say and not as we do. <laughs> exactly. Also, I thought of one more, since we're done with our uh, roundabouts, I thought of one more thing that we forgot to talk about, which was that we ran into a fan last night. <laughs> We are celebrities. We are celebrities uh-huh. out in the world, and we uh-huh. accosted him we immediately. Accosted. Uh-huh. <laughs> it yeah. was someone that you knew. Right? Yes, his name's Patrick. Hi, Patrick. Patrick. Hi, Hi Patrick. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and then he, Patrick, was very kind and said, "We've been listening to your podcast. It's great." And then you were like, "Look, the two of us, the two <laughs> others are here." It was like all three of us right by him at a bar. We're like, "We're here," and he's like, "Oh, oh," and you okay. love us. <laughs> So, you know, if you see us out in the wild, that's the mm-hmm. reaction you're yeah. going to get. So as a marketing strategy, we were thinking about just doing random pop-ups, waiting yeah. for someone mm-hmm. to mention Fuzzy Memories and be like, we're here! <laughs> <laughs> we're going to go to the mall next weekend and just have a meet and greet that's unannounced. <laughs> yes. We're just going to show we'll just up. Go into the stores and be like, anyone uh-huh. listen to Fuzzy Memories? Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, that's an interesting social experiment <laughs> that we could actually do is just take a table into the mall, set it up, have uh-huh. the three of us there, have... Like plants, like Mike mm-hmm. or someone come and take pictures, like yeah. that we're famous, oh. and then see how many people we get to buy in. Mm-hmm. I, I bet it would actually picture. be. I bet it would be yeah. a fair amount. People would be like, yeah, even though I don't know who it is, I should know, so uh-huh. I'm gonna go take a picture. I'm gonna take a selfie, yeah. and then be like, oh, I took a selfie with the fuzzy. 
Like that's well, they, thing. we won't even reveal what we are. We'll just oh. we'll have to make them like guess. What okay, it is. all right, I like mm-hmm. that. Actually, that's not really a good marketing tactic. Yeah, I'm I mean, go back on as that. a social experiment, <laughs> yeah. I social like experiment. it. You were yes. being a scientist, not a marketer. Right, right, right. I think right, we right. can combine. Both. We can combine those. Yeah. You're right. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. Just, yeah, we just need to get some friends together and be like, just <laughs> get in line and just act real excited. Yes. And then we'll have some people surrounding us that are just sighing. Uh-huh. <sighs> yes. Maybe we could get our faces printed on a couple T-shirts for mm. people in line. So oh it yeah, looks like there was merchandise before they showed up. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Listen, if people accept, you know, chair massages in a mall, they'll accept us. Very true. Uh-huh. Who's still getting their shoes shined? I see that mm. all the time, and I'm like, what's happening? Yeah. On that note. Well, next time, next our time. next episode is going to be a Christmas episode or a you know a holiday episode, mm-hmm. a bonus. Marry everything. Marry yeah. everything. <laughs> we'll be a heaping helping of holiday tragedy. Wow. <laughs> we already have the title. We have a heaping helping of holiday tragedy coming at you in two weeks. <laughs> See you then. Bye. Fuzzy Memories is a Broads and Books production. It's hosted by Heath Smith, Aaron Johnston, and Amy Lee Lillard. The show is produced by Amy Lee Lillard. Follow us at Fuzzy Memories Pod on Instagram for clips and highlights. And follow us at Broads and Books Productions for updates on new shows coming your way. See you next time. <laughs>